were somewhere around Barstow, on the edge of the desert, when the drugs began to take hold. All right, ready? It's You're gonna need plenty of legal advice before this thing is over. Oh, yeah. As your attorney, I advise you to rent a very fast car with no top. Yeah? And you'll need the cocaine. Tape recorder for special music. What are you waiting for? Take this! Big show, lots to do today. We're also going to uh, be recording uh, uncensored NFSW. TNA uh, <gasps> podcast after the show, so stay tuned for that. But first, because I'm already starting to get friends asking me, you can suck my badges. Can you give me a badge? I can't get myself a badge. <laughs> All right, uh, but we're going to start off the show today talking to a guest from South by Southwest, who is actually going to get you your very own badge. That's 101X and joining us is Tammy from South by Southwest. She's going to be giving away free South by Southwest badges, right, Tammy? Oh, uh, maybe not quite free. Okay, yeah, that's not my, that's not actually my radio voice. Um, <laughs> no, we're, uh, Tammy, we've talked to you before and you actually run one of the coolest programs for South by Southwest that I've had so many friends, even my friend's mom, volunteered for South by a couple years ago. Can you uh, tell us about your volunteer program and kind of what it means to get involved at that level? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been with South by for over 20 years and I started out as a volunteer and I thought it was pretty darn cool. So here I am still doing it. And, you know, volunteering is a great opportunity to just get involved with the event itself, but also um, have an opportunity to attend. Um, you can develop professionally, you can network, you can attend parties, go to lounges, programming, all the showcases. Um, for a volunteer commitment, you will receive a, a South by Southwest badge. When, when you say volunteer, what am I, what's something I might be volunteering for? What, would my, what might my job look like with South by Southwest? Sure, we have over 20 different crews that you can choose from. Uh, they all have very flexible schedules, so there's you know something for everyone. Um, but some of the crews that you can volunteer on are our stage crew during our music festival. We have registration, so if you'd like to see everybody that's coming and going for the event, that's definitely a good place to start. Uh, we have crews that support line management and access and help with our programming sessions. And so really there's really a position throughout the entire footprint of South by Southwest, depending on what your interest lies in. And that's one of the cool things about getting to uh, be a volunteer is not only on your free time, do you get a badge to where you can go do, you know, some film stuff, music, interact. I mean, there's so much with it, but you actually get to be, this is what I liked about it and working in radio and stuff is you get to be behind the scenes and like see, I guess, how the sausage is made or whatever. But it it's a really fun, cool thing to do. And like you said, you were a volunteer. I've had other friends that have gone on and actually started at South by Southwest volunteering and found jobs through, you know, different groups that put on day parties or marketing yeah. events and stuff like that. Yes, there, there are all kinds of industries that are represented re- represented at South by, and you know, and, and it's not just attending everything. It's actually the volunteer position that you're you're doing because you are you're doing the nuts and bolts of the entire event, so you kind of get the uh, inside edge to everything. Yeah, yeah uh, some people may not even get this. Even if you work in say like banking, something like that, uh, right. once a year you probably have a convention, and someone needs to be on that staff. You can make yourself really available in your own job from what you can learn behind the scenes uh, working mm-hmm. at South by Southwest. This is a huge international convention. There's a lot of going on, a lot of moving parts, and you're pretty cool with your volunteers, too. You 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 give them some rope. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on how many um, hours you volunteer, like I said, you can earn, you know, music, film and TV, interactive or even platinum badges uh, to attend. And you have 13 days to, to volunteer all of your hours. So um, if you, even if you have a job or you're still going to school, you can usually find a way to, to fit that schedule in. And like I said, uh, I, I had a friend's uh, mom and dad, actually, who are big music heads, and they're retired. And like several years ago, I saw them at, uh, I think it was the parish working, and they're like, yeah, we volunteered for South by so we can do this. But it's uh, it's a fun thing. It's a great opportunity. Where uh, where do we go to, to sign up and to, uh, to get a volunteer to get to be a part of this? Yeah, super easy um, for all of our new volunteers. Uh, attend one of our volunteer calls. Our first one's going to be on Sunday from 1 to 4 p.m. Our second one is on Monday from 5 to 8 p.m. Both of them are going to be at the Austin Convention Center in Ballroom B. You don't need to do anything before heading down. We'll get you signed up. We'll let you talk to our crews, and you'll be leaving there with a uh, with a schedule. It takes about an hour. Oh, even, that's awesome. Even less. Yeah, um, yeah, real quick. Now, you've been a part of South by Southwest for a very long time. I've seen lots of wild, weird things. I want to know what you've seen that caught you off guard uh, I think for me, the weirdest thing was uh, I was supposed to meet my girlfriend years ago for lunch, and she ended up being like, actually, uh, Rebby and I are having lunch with Bill Nye the Science Guy. <laughs> uh, they just ran into him and He's like, hey. asked to take a picture, and then uh, they were like, hey, do you want to eat lunch with us here? No, uh, you know what? That's what that's the beauty of South By is, you know, all the, the unexpected occurrences that happen or that you run into. Um, I always tell uh, classes when I speak to them that, you know, one of my favorite moments is David Byrne coming up and asking me to help them help him find a, a session room. And I was, I was, you know, awestruck. And, you know, my second one would be running into Slash on 6th Street. You know, it's, it's those little things that you are going to remember for the rest of your life. Oh, did you ever absolutely. have a really terrible screw up when you were a volunteer? Like where you accidentally set something on fire or plug somebody's guitar into the wrong place? No, we would never put our volunteers in a position. To- <laughs> okay, good. Because <laughs> I'm very know- different from radio interns. Well, I'm just this huge screw up, and I'm just like, oh, I can imagine myself accidentally someone being like, why did you, why did you connect the drums this way? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> No, no, we're we're definitely not going to hold you to, to that kind of role. You're you're going to be fine, I promise. <laughs> All right, Tammy, thank you so much, and uh, look forward to uh, another South by this year. Oh, me too. Thank you so much. Austin's number one beef baby, the CJ Morgan Show on 101X. Potentially the greatest and most addictive snack of all time. Happy National Popcorn Day. Matt, you actually made a bag of popcorn for us on this day. Congrats. Thank you. I did. uh, Not a very good bag. It was the old-fashioned, hey, what's this thing that I found in my desk? Oh, microwave popcorn. (laughs) By the way, I have no idea how old that bag was. It could have been from literally a decade ago. Yeah, but the kernels of popcorn aren't going to, they're not going to expire. They're little self-enclosed contained seeds. You're going to be fine. Well, never mind. There's like butter and other products. It's also salted. It's going to last. let you know? There's no actual butter in one of those bags, okay? That's just literally, I think that's liquid cancer that's in that bag, and it was delicious, by the way. Yeah, National Popcorn Day, uh, 119, celebrating my favorite snack that I always thought, like, oh, if I I want to eat something late at night, it's good to do this. 
Turns out it's not. It's not. Uh, It seems deceptive because each individual or a handful of kernels, you're like, oh, this is so lightweight. I bet this is a light snack. Dude, it turns into goo gum. And like when you think about when it's chewed and that sits in your, like Matt offered me some and I was like, I can't. Once I start, I can't stop. And I offered some to Spencer and he said no. And guess who ate the entire bag and guess who is sitting here right now feeling very, uh, for lack of a better term, farty. You can't not eat an entire bag. Not to mention... I uh, my my girlfriend and I fight because I eat it fast. You got to eat it while it's warm. You do. She likes yeah, it cold. Look, the only cold popcorn shit is just the ones coated in like caramel. That's the only ones yeah. I accept personally. Other than if it's out of the microwave, which mm. you need to monitor. No popcorn setting is perfect. You need to sit there, <laughs> and when the popping slows down, not once it slowed down. When it starts slowing down, that's when you stop it. Otherwise, the studio in here is going to stink. The popcorn is better not in the microwave, but made like it on the stovetop, I think. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, sure, I think so, sure. but it's got the time. I don't want to dirty a pot, too. Yeah, now, absolutely. Uh, now, uh, did you know? Yes. How do the popcorn pops? You know uh, I know you heat it up, but uh, what causes it to heat up? I, I heard from somebody that there, there's a special kind of corn, the corn, Correct. the kind that pops, and it'll, it keeps moisture inside of its kernel so that that moisture will make the seed live. Actually heats Damn, up. That's correct. And then it causes the inside to turn itself inside out because it's essentially like a small explosion. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that really it? Absolutely. It says here the it's the first uh, time I ever listened to anyone. The hole contains the seed's hard, starchy shell endosperm. <laughs> With 14, 14 to 20% moisture, it turns to steam, and it, it basically busts. So I'm going to ask my my girlfriend if she wants to bust some endosperm next time. <laughs> like, honey, I mean popcorn. Popcorn's one of the six major types of corn, including dent corn, flint corn, pod corn, flower corn, and sweet corn. Now, There's a bunch of different kinds of corn. Yeah. Now, when you make your corn at home, and this might be part of what makes me sick after I eat it late at night, is... Uh, my very basic at the bottom level popcorn is I heat up butter also, Oof. and then I dump a bunch of Parmesan cheese in the butter, yeah. and then I put a little bit of that Jess Pryles yeah. brisket rub, yeah. in, <laughs> and then I shake that in the bag. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. great. If hey, I, I I'm not mad at you right now. I get it. I I used to get stoned too, but uh, that <laughs> will mess you up in the long run, now, I think. let me tell you when I want to go real crazy, what I do is I use a little bit of the ranch powder. To make the dressing, <laughs> I use olive oil and sour cream and a little bit of sriracha sauce. Okay, now you're making me angry. And yes. then you put the Parmesan in. How often are you eating popcorn that you've designed full recipes around? All the time. Every day. Do you really? I have. You didn't know CJ was a host on the Popcorn Network? And again, <laughs> not, to, not to keep talking about my how lame my girlfriend is, but she's oh, always but like. keep going, please. She, she's always like, well, are you going to make a bag or are you going to do that weird stuff with it? So, like, make me my own or give me half. So, I always have to share with her. And then she doesn't eat it enough and it gets cold. <laughs> and so I take hers and she gets mad. And I always put too much stuff in mine if it I'm just, only making it. And I'm like, oh, now my tummy really hurts because oh you got to eat it. And then do y'all rip open the bag and scrape and get all the cheese that's left? Mm, no, uh, no, I don't. What's wrong with you? I'm a parm boy through and through. <laughs> it's a deli- popcorn's a pol- delivery device for butter and Parmesan. Happy National Popcorn Day, by the way. Do you want to be good at Sudoku? Sudoku? Sudiki? Seducing. Listen up. It's the pair pickup with Matt Bearden. Hey, man, teach us some math. Well, I don't really want to teach you math. What I want to teach you you to do is to be sharp in your 50s, 60s, 70s, all that. So crossword puzzles and Sudoku. Well, is that I just said that because I, I was trying to think of like what do old people do, and I was just in the airport and I saw a lot of, a lot of. 
books of Sudoku. Older people doing uh, Sudoku or Sudoku, whatever they, it is. They don't hey. do water aerobics anymore or jazz or something. Not in the airport. Not in the airport. Not allowed no, there. That is. That is. Oh, that's the part illegal. of the story. Yeah. That's how you have to Probably knock on your neighbor's over. door the rest of your life. There's a new study <laughs> published in the Journal of Neurology. And it found out that the sleep that you get in your 30s and 40s is the most important sleep that you get in your life. I'm screwed. uh, Leaning toward your cognitive abilities as you age. Now, I bring this up during parent pickup because... You're a cognitive dementia. Jeez. (laughs) Quite frankly, 30s and 40s is when most people are having their kids these days. And uh, you don't sleep in your 30s and 40s. I have kids right now, uh, and I know that I am not sleeping. Hey, you're up and all yours night. are at the old enough to where you don't have to like change a diaper. No, I know. No, I'm past the diaper age. But yeah, guess but what? It's still, and you think you'll be, but now I'm in the sneaking out of the house. There age. you go. There you go. And am I have I ruined my children's lives with the things that I've done? And then I'm also just <laughs> sometimes you're just too exhausted to fall asleep. You're, I'm at that age now where I'm running people to Taekwondo class and stuff. Yeah, and you're just exhausted and you can't even fall asleep. But. You know that I like to bring in parent pickups that don't apply just to parenting. Well, it, it applies literally to Spencer and I because we don't sleep. Right? You're in your 30s and 40s, and here's what I want to say because I have a lot of friends in my 30s and 40s that have chosen not to have kids, that have chosen not to even get married. And guess why this applies to them? They are not getting quality sleep right now because they are drunk every <laughs> night. When you're of drunk, week. you don't sleep you at don't all. You don't actually no. ever fall asleep. Now, you, you mean may fall pass asleep out. or pass out? Yeah, but you don't go into the good REM sleep, the re- regenerative sleep. Which is when you're when you in the corner, alcohol. when you're in the spotlight losing your religion. Or is it your, uh, you got your orange crush? That's when you get the good REM sleep. I don't know. It feels like it's the end of the world. Okay. Thank as you. we know it. <laughs> Stop looking at us, Matt. Tell I'm you, sorry. You guys are making me cry. Tell your goddamn story. We have said it. <laughs> we're, we're loopy from being up all night. Literally. Do you guys feel like you're making me cry or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody hurts. Not sleep sure does. Anyway, the point yeah. I wanted to bring to you is that apparently we're all going to have Alzheimer's. Everybody in this city will have some kind of cognitive decline because I read through this caffeine study. Caffeine after 2 p.m. Yeah, exactly. That's rad. It's called sleep fragmentation. It's defined as short sleep interruptions during the night caused by stress, anxiety, sleep do- disorders, uh, poor sleep hygiene, whatever you want to talk about. Sleep fragmentation is that, you know that little thing where you wake up for a second, you roll over, you go back to sleep? And you, yes. you keep rolling through. I call it holy sleep because I remember all the dreams and you have a long series of dreams. Yeah. Well, I like it because I'm like, oh, I get to run that dream for a I long time. I get to run time. it back. Yeah, and It feels great. good to like wake up, go, oh, it's only one. I get to go back to sleep. But and you're sleep not actually sleeping is what you're saying. You're not getting... It's got to be uninterrupted. Yeah, here's the quote that's going to make you uncomfortable. Given that signs of Alzheimer's disease start to accumulate in the brain several decades before symptoms begin, understanding the connection between sleep and cognition earlier in life is critical for understanding the role of our sleep problems as a risk factor for the disease. Um, There is nothing good here. It sounds like basically everything about the Western lifestyle is not good for our cognitive uh, stability. Let me ask you a question. I say I don't get a lot of sleep, and then I realize, like, oh, wait, I totally do. My circadian rhythm's just different. Matt, when we did a show together, um, you would notice at times I often looked as though I just woke up before coming in at 3 p.m. Because you had just woken up. I was in... Las Vegas last week, and there were a couple days where I slept until 2 p.m. Wow. Vegas time, which is 4 p.m. Right. Central time. So right. I, same on like a Saturday, Sunday. If I don't have anything to do and I don't feel like getting up, I will sleep until 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. That's, 
I'm still getting eight hours of good sleep, I hear sleep, what you're right? saying, but what I'm talking about is your cognitive decline in abilities. And I would like to point out that you said, hey, when we did a show together, I used to come in here late, and we do a show together. We're doing that right now. Yeah, we've never stopped doing a show with Matt, actually. I'm just saying it's, that maybe mm, that is not point. a good <laughs> Yeah, dang. <laughs> it's Friday, which means it's the uh, punishment phase of our sports bet. I was 0-6 last week. Um, pretty embarrassing. Not to mention that I brought in my homemade spring gun and thought y'all were going to think it was really cool, and everyone's just scared of it. We're indoors. If I were outside, I would have been like, all right, cool. Shoot a spring gun. The studio is so small, I was worried about that thing ricocheting and hitting me in the face. Well, now it's going to ricochet off my fat back. I'm going to give you each a chance to shoot me with the spring gun. To see how it feels. Okay. Are sounds we excited good. about that? Matt, are, you, are you taking your shirt off for this so we can get it? No, I'm to actually putting you. I'm putting a jacket and my sweater on. And I'm not it it still hurts. This one has some kick. The spring's brand new. Now you're right. Now, hmm. Matt, can you what's a, I'm putting I'm not gonna let y'all shoot me bare skin. Then. I know. Dude, but this I really, thing's gonna hurt. I really like the idea of one of those big springs getting caught. It bites your skin. I, I want it to bite your chest hair and yeah. pull out a nipple hair or two on that the way is, across your chest. That's the reason I suggested. But that was not... We didn't mention that beforehand. I know I'm meant to act as sort of the arbiter here. But also, we didn't mention beforehand, you had to put on some padding, so... It's um, it's a cold day out, so padding within... a re- So in this entire thing... I'm the arbiter. It's within... And let me make my argument. It's sure. within a reasonable amount of consideration that due to the weather outside that I would wear a sweater and jacket. I will. So said, it makes sense that if I if it was summer and I came week, in that Spencer was the new arbiter and it really yeah. is. Yeah, and and that's why said. I'm making the case of why I'm wearing okay. a jacket and a sweater because it's you're cold outside. You're making a case you're crying like a little baby. It's making a case. Okay. I will allow it but you are not allowed to block your face or your testicles. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to shoot you right in the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matt, can you, can you explain this weapon while I get ready to be asked? It has the giant uh the long spring that would come off of like a screen door, oh, except God. where his is, he got it from one of those things that, like, if you ever saw the movie The Goonies, with they they tied the Big Brother up, where you would pull all the springs across your chest to try to build some muscles. It yeah, it's got it's this big long spring. Now he also broke a fishing pole, so you stretch down the the thick length of the fishing pole. And then there's a little hook at the end of it. It allows you to stretch out the whole spring, so it's built up a lot of what you might call potential energy. And in yeah. a second, I'll push down this hook. It will release, and we'll turn that potential energy of the spring into, into kinetic, kinetic en- wow. energy. We all took science at school. Uh, <laughs> no, problem. I just learned how to fake it. And I'm going to try to shoot him. Now, the thing is, is hey, no, turn around, please. No. What do you mean, no? I said it had to be front-facing. I'm not front-facing. Um, I'm the arbiter. I'm going to try to get him in the gooch, okay? <laughs> and that means I've got to do here, Hold here, on. three. We need two shots so I can get the other. Sh- nah, you know what? I'll just face CJ. No, because you want to video it? Okay. Okay, listeners, here we go. Three, two. One. Oh! <laughs> oh my god, you right in the gooch. Right in the gooch. That was so good, dude. That was an unbelievable shot. 
Oh, I should be in the NBA should or something. I also, it's my turn. Get over here. I was meditating and being calm about that, but CJ. can I be honest? The uh, it's my turn. It's like well, you're clearly a dad because the worst thing about being spanked as a kid was the way is waiting for the spanking. All right. Yeah. So now let's. Um, Spinny's gonna shoot me while I reload. No, we don't actually guys, have to. Guys, but if that's part of the, I will. This thing I will. almost went up his rectum. It was an unbelievable <laughs> shot, and I love that pause because I know that it was enough to get him in the. I, I thought he might relax at one minute and start to turn, and then I might be able to get him, but that worked out pretty nicely. Jeez, we don't have to do that. Was, that made me really happy to it's see, it. so I don't have to. I don't, I mean, get a little uh, I don't have like, to. Back, back up a little bit, though. Don't do. I don't really want to now. <laughs> just, okay. Uh, I'm just trying to. i got to get back a little. He's clenching those cheeks, man. He's Matt, would you do the honors? Uh, well, I, he wants it, I think, shot right up oh, yeah, the, right. right up the, it doesn't have to, look, we already got him good. We already yeah. took his taint out. Did that hit you? It whipped around and got my face. <laughs> I think you broke his spine. Luckily, luckily it didn't bite. Oh, oh God. I think right, you broke his go. spine. That, that uh, was shot off accidentally. video at CJ Morgan Show. <laughs> If you've been around Austin for a minute, you've heard of the Ridland Kids. Uh, they're reunited tonight doing a uh, very special show. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's at the Parish. Uh, it's for a very special fundraising. Actually, not tonight. Tomorrow. Sorry. Point being, tomorrow, the Parish Ridland Kids reuniting because we're going to talk about a very special documentary coming out that needs a little bit of funding behind it. And the Ridland Kids are all the way in. It's called Bloody and Bruised, The Untold Story of the Back Room. That's right. You remember the back room in Austin? We talk about Liberty Lunch and the Armadillo, whatever, a lot. But the back room's got a pretty damn cool story, and the Ridland kids were a big part of that. So they're reuniting. Uh, they're coming in the studio along with uh, some of the guys, Boudreaux and uh, John, behind that very film. And we're going to discuss all that coming up on the C.J. Morgan Show. But first, in honor of the Ridland kids... How could I have them reuniting tomorrow for this very special show and not play one of the bangers that I remember from my college days? I feel fine. 101X. Right now, I really don't care if I'm alone All right, we got an upset letter from someone that thinks they can do better. I get it. Please, if you can take my job, do so. Uh, we're not going to respond to all these, but I thought this dude had enough of a case where he was upset that Spencer was on the weekends making jokes about January 6th that, you know, we'll see if you will be a better 101X DJ. Uh, Nathan, you there, man? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? Good, good. We got an email. Uh, you know, you were, can you explain that to us? You were a little frustrated with uh, one of our weekend personalities. Like, I, I know I'm here to audition you, but I, I don't know what started all this. I was just listening to it, and it was like selling cheesesteaks to people. You know, nice, like, Philly cheesesteaks thing, calling people fat and fat shit. <laughs> like, cheesesteaks are delicious, and you got to have that cheese whiz. Am I right, brother? You got to have a little bit of cheese oh, on the yeah. steak. Honestly, I, I like buying a mixed American and provolone, but besides the point, I was just, I was just listening, and I was like, the people who thought that event was scary probably aren't listening to fm radio right now because i know the majority of people who listen to fm they're typically over the age of 35 40 most of the people my age 
you know, now the event, Spotify or whatever. The event you're talking our disc jockey was making fun of January 6th, I guess, or celebrating the holiday. Yeah. One of the two? Yeah. So but, uh, was did he storm the Capitol, or was he mad that the Capitol was stormed? Oh, God, it just was... I think he was mad it was stormed. Yeah, I think... I'm just, like, listening. I was like, that's how this country was built. Storming was, capitals. Uh, people uprising. Yeah. Just, you yeah. know, people in charge... Bro, I'll fist bump. I'll fist bump you now. I get it. Like if, hey, if uh, if I'm mad and I lose, I'm I'm storming it. You know what? The Dallas Cowboys they they should have stormed last week. <laughs> I'm not losing. <laughs> I'm winning. Yeah. Yeah. If I don't get my way, I'm gonna make it my way. I mean, shit. You got you got at least do something. We were founded on right that on. tobacco slavery. And uh, keeping keeping things the way I want them, but we're here to keep you on air because we want to audition you for the show. Um, have you? Do you have any radio experience, or do you just listen a lot? Oh no, sir! I do not have any radio experience. I, I just uh, I love music. You know, it's helped get me through a lot. Um, I like a lot of the stuff that you guys play, particularly. I mean, I, I listen to almost anything. All right, well, uh, let's start there. Uh, you know, the the first round of auditions is pretty simple. We're going to start with uh, just that, introducing a song. Um, I want you to talk about 21 Pilots and Heathens coming up on 101X. Are you ready? Uh, yes, sir. In three, two. Up next on the countdown, we got Heathens by 21 Pilots. Came out in, I think, 2016, 2017 era. Um, I mean, obviously, people know them by Stressed Out, but... This one was featured in the movie uh, Suicide Squad, but uh, here it is for y'all. Hope y'all enjoy it. Okay, good job. No, that was not. You had a lot of information. It was right off the top of your head. Uh, what I need you to do is just try to, you know, that we're going to call that a topical serious break. What I want you to do now is incorporate the name of the artist or the song into some kind of pun or joke. What we're going to do is uh, you're going from the Red Hot Chili Peppers Californication into Muse's Uprising. So I want you to try to tie those two together. Can you do that? All right, for sure. Three, two. All right, that was Californication by the good old Red Red Hot Chili Peppers. Up next, we got Uprising. And it was fitting that four years ago now, we had an Uprising, January 6th, the Insurrection. Well, I know a lot of people in California might not have agreed with that, but hey, here's a jam for the people who do. Uprising by Muse. Enjoy. You did great. You did great. Actually, better than expected. Appreciate it. Look forward to uh, look forward to calling you again, Nathan. Take care, man, and have a great day. All right, CJ, right? You have a good Friday and have a good weekend, brother. All right? Wow, there you have it. The caller that was uh, upset with Spencer making a joke about January 6th last week and send us uh, some emails. Guys, what do y'all think? Pretty good. He's hiring. Surprisingly, really good at radio. I think you wanted to pop him and make him trip up, but I got to be honest with you, I thought he kind of nailed that. You man. know, we could work on his brevity a little bit, but yeah, other yeah, than yeah. that, uh, we could work on his, your brevity. His voice. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a disc jockey. I'm a talk show <laughs> that's host. True, right? That's true. That's true. Uh, he's got the voice. He didn't add too much to it to kind of be pukey. I thought he was good. He dude. knows the music very yeah. well. Like, yeah. like I pulled these songs out of my ass. This we literally just did this call. There was no prep other than me emailing last week and telling him I might call him. Legit, 100% of the time, you if somebody says, I could do better, 
you audition them and they're terrible. Yeah, it's, it's I've, like done, terrible. I've done this bit for Matt, 10 yeah. years. And no one has ever been good. That guy actually kind of nailed the he, audition. He kind of nailed it. And I like that in uh, the email complaint he sent, he posed it as though he thought January 6th was dumb and didn't care about it. But clearly well, he was, was just like, you he know, was was mad Spencer was making fun of me. It was a lot. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. I think, feel like he even said, hey, that's just what our country's about. I think he's just a guy who likes a party, man. And you I know think what? So. I, like, I like the cut of his jib, and we'll see if uh, the C.J. Morgan shows. Uh, are we doing a part two interview? Yeah. I, uh, Get him part, in here. Part <laughs> two. I need him to come I up. I need with to see him face to face. Radio now. name. We're gonna need that. We're gonna work on some. Uh, <laughs> you realize in like seven weeks you're out of a job, right? <laughs> as long there's something about the ego letting you handpick your replacer. Feels that, good. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, I need you all to help me keep my my job while uh, venting properly. Uh, yesterday we talked about Blues on the Green, our uh, sister station's event being canceled. Right. I heard, I saw that. And pretty and I much, it. I just I announced the news because this is the time of the day when we talk about local happenings. I announced that it happened. It's postponed for a year. Right, nice. it's going to come back. And then I was like, you know, I don't want to dwell on it, so I'm just going to tell how it was fun for me because I would take first dates there. Right, because there's a lot of fun first date stuff to do in Austin. But now, yeah, and you did make a loss for the city all about your loss for for Poon. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. but now I. Uh, I want to make it about me not lossing myself from employment because we were asked by, you know, someone that's been heavily involved, Andy Langer, uh, in a company private email to not respond to posts online. Uh Right. And honestly, it did take me a while to, to truly realize that people are dumb enough. And it's not dumb. I mean, I guess perception is reality. But if CJ Morgan is commenting on... Austin Monthly's Instagram about a blues on the green post to some idiot, then it's going to be like, oh, well, he's a representative of Waterloo Media. Correct. To be fair, if you click on my profile for the last 10 years, it says I work at Rodan Fields and uh, whatever those other pyramid schemes are. Shut up, honey. It's a pyramid scheme. But you're not the only mediaite or journalist that uses the internet. They'll see that. They can connect those things. You're right. It's not hard to find. In your your defense, most of the city, in fact, everybody in media knows that you're an idiot. So you are kind of protected a little bit. Yes, I'm not. And they know I'm a a great troll. Um, which is, I mean, by great, great I mean fat and huge is a large ah, yes, yes. Not like I'm good at it. So have you gotten yourself in trouble? Were you firing off at somebody? And No, but I want to because I just want to make the statement that, uh, hey, man, if, if you think you can uh, put together a music festival for free for 50,000 people, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, right? I like, know. Like, go do it. Like, there's so many. Like, it was a free goddamn event. Hey, you mean Garsh Dern. Garsh Dern event, and people are, one, they're, they're complaining about the free event, which is yeah. losing it, which is dumb of in itself. We should have been happy to have it. And then they're saying the radio station is greedy and, and this. Listen, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much I can say about the radio station's involvement, but I, I will say... We were under breaking even for several years doing it. We did the event to do it, but we're we're a radio. We're not KUTX that has your goddamn tax dollars. Gosh darn. Gosh darn tax dollars for me to whisper into a mic and play an eight minute Wilco song for you. We don't we have to make money. We're still a business. We are a lo- we're not a big corporate state. We're a locally owned entity, but we still have to make money. And like what's the sense of of throwing a free concert hey, hey, hey. that from the post, you know a lot of doing? people were like, oh, I didn't even know the radio station hey. did it. Then hey. why are we doing it? Hey, 
the person right. in the building who said, hey, could you, the statement is the statement, which was a great statement for them to make. They yeah. said, hey, if, the, if any media reaches out to you or anybody wants to know specifics, point them to the statement because everything is there and everything is there. Yes, hey, yes, hey, yes, hey, yes. So you get ready to interrupt me and I want to finish my statement. His point was, there is no winning in a situation like this, okay? Everyone's going Correct. to have their own perception and so it's better just to be quiet yeah, and well, I want to encourage you to follow his lead because he was making a very good point which was that everything that everything that need that anyone needs to know actually needs to know they might want to know more but what they need to know is in that statement I yeah. absolutely agree and this isn't for media this is well, for dummies on the internet which again you shouldn't do but you know what the you letters think you can fix dummies on the internet you, no you, you know no what, absolutely not CJ the, the, I'm surprised you haven't learned this yet this is something that I'm coming to terms with recently everyone online is a moron that has no idea what Matter, includes you. It yeah. has to be fixed. And the <laughs> you UNA... You can't control these people's thoughts and opinions. The UNA, in my middle name, doesn't stand for Umbrose Anderson. It's um, actually. So I have to um, actually these people. So it's just frustrating to see, like... And it happens with a lot of radio stuff on Reddit or whatever. It's just... And I don't comment. I don't. Because it is frustrating to see how wrong people are. Oh, yeah. And how it annoys me that... Everyone's getting so upset about a free concert. Everyone is uh, um, just banging their heads thinking, well, I could do it. I know. Go do it, dude. Yeah. Go. Hey, it's not that easy. And then there's, there's... Sometimes people... Look, here's the great thing, though. It shows you how good of a prod product that that festival has been yeah. that people care enough to be sad about it. Absolutely. Because had it been something else and nobody said anything, True. well, then you have to worry about that. But I, I gotta say, it also shows in the radio station's marketing failure when there's a lot of people that didn't know it was the station that put it on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's our event. We can put up a few more posters, maybe. Well, Anyhow, the, well, la- the last group I want to address is the group of uh, old school Austinites. Uh, the, the people that I call the Stevie Ray Vaughn on a pallet fire types that always talk about how great Austin used to be. Listen, there's there's been a subsect of Austin since it's existed. We're a city, we're going to go, it's going to go, growth happens. But the people are like, well, it's not even blues anymore. Just make another one at the Arboretum with blues bands. And, and hey, no one wants to see your goddamn blues band. Your, gosh, your, darn, your gosh darn. darn blues. No one's going to go see that. You know what, honey? Blues ain't selling. No one's going to a blues band these days. And the reason it grew is because putting on a concert for 50 people is going to cost a lot of the same for doing it. No one's going to pay $5 and go donate to see a stupid, crappy blues band where the back line's Mm. a PA that someone found in their truck. You sound just as upset as these people. And now, from 2002's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, here's Rick Cody with Heavy Metal Drummer. Are you ready to learn stuff? I hope so. If you hear Did You Know Before a Fact, we uh, present to you here on the radio. It's true. Must be, because it starts with, Did You Know? And did you know, in 1864, the Confederate Army forced uh, Frederick, Maryland, right there, Maryland, the battleground, uh, to pay $200,000 or be burned to the ground. So the mayor of the town thought, you know, we don't want to be burned to the ground. That will suck. We'll just pay the ransom, get these Confederates out of here. They borrowed the money from local banks and didn't finish paying off the loans until 1951. <laughs> that just shows you how bad banks are. Like, that is, I'm, I'm st- I don't know why I'm still a customer with Wells Fargo after the way they treated me when I was poor. Um, 
It's ridiculous. Like, I got a solution to that. I would have gone to the Confederate general and been like, uh, sir, yes, we surrender our town. However, we do not have the money. But this bank guy's kind of a D. And he's not letting <laughs> he, He's saying I have to sign paperwork to get it. But you know what? It's in there. Leave, spare the town. Go to the bank. Right? Like, that's just ridiculous. I, I hear you. Uh, the interest uh, from $200,000, by the way, back in 1864, paid up till 1951. You don't really. You don't want to know. It's it's a couple hundred dollars. Yeah, that's it, Spencer. Yeah, yeah, just a uh, couple hundred that, bucks. They got them at a good rate. Good that time that year. A Republican president was in office, so interest uh, rates were good. Uh, <laughs> did you know? Did you know? The orange clownfish. Are you guys familiar with the orange clownfish? Yes, Finding, Finding Nemo. Nemo. Yes, the family consists of several males living with a single female, which is the largest fish in the group. She harasses her female offsprings and makes them leave she, by denying them access to food to control their size and deter sexual competition. That seems like Chewy and I's old roommate situation. <laughs> it gets better. The largest male exclusively reproduces with the largest female until she dies. Then the largest male develops female reproductive organs yeah. and turns into a female and the next largest male becomes the breeding male. Even if that male was what earlier had been the largest male's offspring. Huh. I'm just putting that out there because <laughs> I think mm. I think if we could get some people who are on like school boards who get really mad about books if we could tell them that what Finding Nemo is about, it's actually about, uh, you know, basically a sex cult. That's why the dad was so obsessed with Finding Nemo. I think that we could really oh, mess with their heads. <laughs> did, did you know the hyoid bone is a thing that humans have? Uh, it's, uh, it's a free-floating bone in the yeah. neck that anchors the tongue in place. It's believed to have greatly contributed to humans being able to talk in the manner that we can today. And I just like... I don't know. It's just kind of cool thinking that a you bone got a bone in, in your, your mouth. mouth. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it helps you talk. He gets you good. I bet, it, I bet it's hard for you to talk with that bone in your mouth. Isn't it? Absolutely not. It's the entire reason. Speaking of bones in the mouth, uh, you know how we were talking about all these Hollywood elite celebrities. Uh, you know, having secret cults and, and doing evil things to people. Turns out we're not too far off. Uh, did you know Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Tom Hanks? have regular colonoscopy parties. What is that? Well, it's not quite as uh, auspicious as it sounded that they're I not, set up. They're not. Basically, they prep together overnight. Oh, okay. They, they, <laughs> they carpool on their way, and they get their colonoscopies together as a way of like doing it as a team and encouraging, of course, mm. men's rectal health, this which is, is very important at the same But age. you are leaving the part out where after that, they go to a pizza parlor and, and they, drink the, they drink the yeah. blood of babies. Ooh. I completely forgot about that. Very true. Well, you know what? We can't say that part was true because Matt didn't say, did you know? But do your own research. That'll do be your research. <laughs> research. Go on the internet. Do your research. Today's Weirder Wired is for the readers. <laughs> Greetings, listener. It is now time for Weird or Wired. Is it weird? Is it wired? Matt's going to let us know. Fortunately for me, I don't have to read things for technology, which is what this segment's all about. Yeah, we talk a lot of tech. We talk a lot of science over here in Weird or Wired. Uh, today is about books. Ew. And I feel like there's been a real, I don't want to say decline in books, but certainly it's less about the published book and maybe more about ebooks and stuff like that. But uh, a, a 
Remind me to tell you about my bro books when we come back. But go ahead. Bro books? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, A female writer in Japan this week won the Akutagawa Akutagawa Prize. Forgive my pronunciation. Akutagawa Prize. And um, that's one of Japan's most prestigious literary awards you can possibly win. And she has a brand new novel out. And they said that the novel, I want to say, where did they, they said that it basically, the quotes is in there somewhere where they said it's essentially a perfect book. And they give this prize out every year, but they said it can be, it's one of the best books that's ever, in recent years, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm missing it here, but so she won this award, and it's about AI run oh, okay. amok, and that's kind of why I'm bringing it into. Because it's well, a sexy book, but maybe no, not. no, I'm bringing it in here. So it's about a future from now. It's called the Tokyo Tower of Sympathy. It's been praised. Uh, it was called flawless. That's what it is. One judge called the book flawless. Okay, and it is about an alternate future in which AI has become a central part of human life, and it follows an architect who helped build a high-rise tower as a cushy place for criminals to be housed in. But it also talks about an unsure future of AI. And a lot of the judges said, we love that you're shining a light on the fact that we seem to not have any stops or controls on AI. And too many people want to lean into this. And AI may may be our enemy, right? So they looked at her book as being this great book to kind of stand up and bring to light, shine a spotlight on the dangers of AI. She was given the award this week. Matt, why are you bringing this up? Yeah, yeah. Weird or is it wired? Have they never read sci-fi, like sci-fi books before? Uh, they have, but they've never given an award to someone who got huh. on stage this week and said, thank you for the award. I think it's now let, for time for me to let you know that, quote, I made active use of generative AI like mm. ChatGPT to write this book. I was worried it was going to be like an AI robot. She comes out. Yeah. Too. Yeah. No, <laughs> that's what I was worried. I was like, oh, hell yeah, that's uh, confusing. She said about 5% of the book, in fact, is quoted verbatim sentences generated by AI. I didn't even write them. Okay. But I love that she's making a point, and it's a great point, and it's kind of a pretty good troll that she's like, you love this book. One of the things you like is that it's essing on AI and saying how dangerous AI is, but you called the book flawless, and I created it as kind of a scam to show you that I think her point is... We do have a lot of fear of AI, and we also have can see that it can do some good. Now, she didn't have the book completely written by I AI. I still believe it's kind of fake. She still brought her brain into it, yeah. but it makes a really interesting, it really blurs the it's, lines it's, around it's whether almost, it's, it's art. It's fun, philosophical, yeah. whatever they used to do. Exercise. Exercise, yeah, thank it's a, you. you know, it's like, <laughs> exercise, am I right? You're supposed to, supposed to double down on that? I understand from exercise. looking at you why you don't know the word exercise. There you go. Now, instead of AI, <laughs> can I talk to y'all about some TikTok? Okay, you know what, I'm not going to. Did you really just try to make that stretch? Well, I wanted to I wanted to. You, okay, aside from Weirder Wired, I just, I, no, no, I, no, just, I, I just turned the segment into book club, but go on. Aside from Weirder Wired, what? I don't know what's happening. Are you undersexed at home? What's going on? Why is every show, every day, you're I don't know, am I engaged or am I in a new relationship? Tell me if I'm undersexed. You're the married guy. <laughs> All right, now the sexy Got him with the truth. Go ahead. So, What's going on here? I will write a really good sexy passage in chat GPT will for you. Will you please? Yes. Let's do that as a bit next week. Will you note that down? Absolutely. I'll do okay. it next week. All right. Chat erotica. I like the sound I, of that. When you're from Waco, Disney swingers and more of what's good on the internet this week. 
know it, but I don't think I should say it. Consequences will never be the same. Yeah, what's good? What won the internet this week? I figured on Fridays, instead of uh, laughing at dumb people or exploring annoying clickbait, we'll, we'll just go through some things I found on the internet that made me chuckle, made me smile, made me feel good. Okay. All right. Uh, and let's start with this account. There's a uh, dude that does Waco-related material. Sweet. I know we got a lot of listeners between here and there. Shout Places. out to Waco. Uh, give it, Matt, what's a good barbecue place there? Uh, guest family barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Not even kidding. You know, I, I've talked about it before. You go there, I, I sometimes will get in on a Saturday morning. I will get up early and I will drive to Waco to go to a oh. place called Guest Family Barbecue. And uh, it's incredible. It's yeah, really good. Out. And every, I would call ahead. Every once in a while, they have a thing called the pastrami beef rib. Oh, it's that, a chunk. I want to say it's like 45, 50 bucks for just the one rib. Uh, you can't eat it alone. It is insanely good. I bet Spencer and I could eat it alone because no one would go with us to Waco. Technically, <laughs> not alone. Uh, here we go. This is uh, <laughs> a stolen and reposted account. So sorry, man, if I don't give you a shout out, but it's a dude that kind of does posts about being from Waco and stuff. And this one. This one just made me smile. Where are you from? I'm from Waco, Texas. Oh, I know Waco. That's um, that's where. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the cult with the women and children that all burn themselves. Fixer upper. Oh, sh- yes. Fixer upper. <laughs> it just, just kind of, kind of cute little funny thing there. Like, oh, good job, dude. Good. To, you even, you even got me on that because I, the entire way, I, I thought they were going with the the Chip and JoJo yeah, thing, yeah. and he <laughs> uh, brings up the cult. Uh, Next one, this one's uh, more of a visual than an internet one, but I just want to remind y'all, there's a account out there on Facebook that says people that sort of look like Adam Sandler but aren't Adam Sandler. Do you want to know what's funny? Those. I love and those. This Can is, I say I something this. to you? This I, so you ha- I wish you hadn't read the headline and you had said, hey, Matt, what's the next one going to be about? Because I would have said, I guess something about Adam Sandler. Like, uh, is Adam Sandler, does he put on weight? Yeah, That this- looks... Exactly like Adam Sandler. This is uh, an Italian grandfather in a family fit picture that's uh, just part of the group. People that sort of look like Adam Sandler but aren't Adam Sandler. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to be honest. The best Facebook group ever, even though it's kind of old. You kids might not know about it. It's vintage. But there's a, uh, you know, back in the day we would do tumblers and then Facebook groups. And uh, same picture of Dave Coulier every day uh, was, was a classic that I enjoyed. And the last thing that's uh, good on the internet is uh, you've heard a lot about Disney adults. Maybe y'all haven't because yeah. you're not with some. You're not dating someone who's super into Disney. Uh, but Disney adults have now gone to the next level of not just being super annoying about we all got to get in first. We got to know our ride times. Like there's a whole subgenre of internet that are Disney adults, and now the Disney adults are adulting. Anyone who knows me and my long-term boyfriend know that we meet a lot of our friends online these days. We have made a ton of friends in the Disney community, a majority of which we have met on Swingers Upon Main. This is an app for swingers by swingers. Swingers that love Disney. Ashley and I love to swing all (laughs) over Walt Disney World Resort. The Grand Floridian. Main Street, USA. Cinderella's Castle. Space Mountain. <laughs> They're just swinging everywhere. And wow. people love to drink around the world. Well, how about swinging around the world? <laughs> it's our favorite. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so cringe. It's so bad. But I'm just like, oh, man. So hot, young, dominant redhead. And she's oh, dating uh, what I might say is kind of a effeminate Disney dude and they and they love swinging yeah and then from this video you can find more and more unfortunately it doesn't get into uh quite the cosplay dress up 
yet. Oh, that's what you're looking for. Uh, yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. But Disney swinging, you know, my, my uh, girlfriend brought up going to Disney again this year. And I thought, you know what? Maybe it's time I get my lightsaber out for good and, and, and see if we can uh, jump into this crowd. I just realized you kind of are a Disney adult, aren't you? I could be. You're a Lego adult. I well, think that's the, the difference. Listen, Lego adult. I bitched about going to Disney the entire time. <laughs> and I thought it was Sounds dumb. like you. And I was angry <laughs> until we got into Disney. And guess what I kept asking if I could bring with me everywhere we went? My lightsaber. And I was told, no, you got to put it away. You can't bring that on the roller coaster. I know this makes me shallow. I got mad because she wouldn't let me go back on a roller coaster. I'm Yeah, I'm a Disney adult. You know on the Muppet show, the two old guys that would heckle? Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you could have a stand like that outside of Disney, and that could be its own theme park for just like grumpy People old guys in, where yeah. I get to just roast you uh, as you go in, that you would be a good theme park. Can you for believe me. this? People enjoying things. Hey, I don't like uh. people having joy, Spencer. Get over it. <laughs> I wouldn't mind enjoying these two. <laughs> there you go. Disney adults, and uh, that's what's good on the internet today. We'll post and share these at CJ Morgan Show on social media. <laughs> Really excited about an old-school Austin movie coming out. But first, if you're old-school Austin, you've probably heard of the Ritalin Kids. Welcome, Clyde. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. I like how you mirrored my radio voice. No, I, well, I, well done. You, you, you had the energy present. Yeah, uh, I try, you know. Okay, good. Uh, but y'all are reuniting for a very special show. We are doing a very special show. Yeah. Um, we are not only playing for all the people that have been bugging me for years to get back together, but we're also promoting Bloody and Bruised, the untold story, the back room. Uh, yes. Yes. Which is, you know, you hear a lot about the classic venues here in Austin, but the back room was one too. And uh, John and Boudreaux here too. Y'all put the, uh, the, the documentary together. You've been going through so much archive tape, I can assume, from uh, oh, Dave yeah. TV. Uh, tell us about the back room and what made you want to actually put this together. Man, well, I used to live by the back room, just down the street from the back room. I used to go there. John used to book shows there. And we, we made a lot of friends there. And, you know, I think it, the back room was always kind of considered the redheaded stepchild of yeah. all the venues, you know? Which is, you know, I always joke that Austin wants to be weird and different and cool, but once you're, like, edgy, it likes to yeah. be outside yep. the box unless it's sharp. And that's, I, I kind of wanted to ask that, like, why isn't the back room revered like it was people that saw Stevie Ray play on a pallet fire on top of the armadillo? <laughs> exactly. Kind of, like, why isn't there that same you know, kind of backing for, yeah. for something like the back room. And I feel like y'all are going to bring that to light. Yeah, man. And we, and, the, and the film actually highlights a lot of its history, a lot of stuff that people don't know, as well as, you know, some of the artists that actually came out of there and, and, and how a lot of these bands, how hard they worked in a non-digital era, you know? And so oh, yeah. it kind of, it kind of uh, really displays how the film, or I'm sorry, how the club was really kind of a, it created a sense of community for a lot of people and a lot of artists, a lot of fans, and a lot of the staff there. And obviously, it's important to you, yeah, because you're getting your band back together. For well, it. yeah, no, well, I was just looking for an excuse. I'm, I actually, uh, Boudreaux was on a podcast that I was doing, and uh, and we started talking about it, and and he said, yeah, I'm thinking about doing a backroom documentary. And that's I said, cool, well, dude. I want to be involved, and I'm actually, uh, I actually narrate the documentary. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so that's badass. So not all, so, no, I, I'm going to be honest. Um, I didn't know until last week that Ridland kids are from Austin. Oh, and, wow. No, like, listen, take that as a compliment because I, I started awesome. in radio in Amarillo mm -hmm. and we played y'all a lot. I have a, I have a weird, like, 
mishmash of my favorite bands that I didn't know were from Austin. American Analog said, I love you, but I'll chose Darkness, Ockerville River, like just bands that I didn't know, Ridland Kids. Right. And then slowly I've been like, oh, weird, I live in Austin and they're from Austin. So I, yeah. I think y'all had such <laughs> booming appeal uh, across like radio. And that was still in the day of MTV. I remember they played y'all a lot too. But mm. do you feel like a club like The Back Room help you take that next step? Building the fandom and stuff? Absolutely. And I was talking about this the other day. Um, the back room was the outcast club in this town. There are some other clubs that, that really helped us out a lot. But there was some also, like some other clubs, uh, when you think about the Austin music scene, just like you're saying, you know, there's a, there's a big Antones thing. Yeah, we have you, people we love. We love strummy guitar dudes, yeah. which is fine. That's great. But there's there's also a metal scene here. Yep. There's been a hip-hop scene. There's been different ones that didn't necessarily get the love and admiration that you see on the the stickers of the Subarus. Yeah, I used to complain all the time. You'd, we'd go play the Craig Ferguson show, and then we'd go play at Red Rocks, and then we'd come back to Austin, and we'd have some other band on the cover of the Chronicle, and we're like, hey, what but, about but us? We, yeah. But, but, but that, that also might be the thing, though, is because once you got, and I feel like Spoon had this moment, too, where you, I mean, you guys were literally on VH1, MTV, like, Everywhere, I think you were. I don't. I mean, maybe your your manager knew this, but I, I think y'all were on some reality shows at some point. Like the music was there everywhere. So I think Austin get when you get too big or too cool, the city kind of turns its back on you in a way. I think so because we're we were not in the Austin machine. We were in the national machine. You know, the New York New York City pushing us and stuff like Which that. Which is what but, every band wants, right? Yeah, like, absolutely. You want to get heard. But you know where we always had a home and always had our back is the back room. The, the back room. Yeah. And let's talk more about that. Um, how did the, how was it putting together a documentary before YouTube, before actually having where you can get as many clips? And are there still people you're able to kind of interview and talk to that are that are you know we're on the scene? Actually, when it started, we didn't know how we were going to start it. So Boudreaux and I had a meeting. We laid out. Uh, you know, a list of names. We had a, everybody that we wanted to shoot with, that we hoped to shoot with, and all the places that we wanted to shoot as the backdrops. We never knew how we were going to get started, so we moved on to do other po projects, and we would revisit every, every now and then. We'd go back and say, how are we going to get this started? And then the pandemic hit. When the pandemic hit, Boudreaux and I looked at... I guess we're starting it on Zoom. Right. Well, he sent me a text, and he's like, dude, this is our time. I guess it's time to do the Backroom movie. And so I started just reaching out to, we, let's, we started shooting for the trailer. We're like, oh, let's shoot for the trailer. And like, okay, let's see what people think. Dude, I've made so many trailers that have never become documentaries. <laughs> so, well, I, we, yeah, so I, yeah, I'm there. Fat, fat, fast forward eight months later, we've shot almost 70 some interviews in that little amount of time. And we just kept shooting. We shot all the principal photography in that amount of time. We started shooting for the trailer, but we never stopped. And it's because the the pandemic and everything being shut down, the artists all being home, people just itching to they do something. They had something to do. They wanted yeah. to do something. Exactly. Yeah, like y'all mentioned talking about this on a podcast at first yeah. and kind of like throwing the idea yeah. forward. Uh, so like who who else would we know now if I'm trying to, because I mean, we played the hell out of y'all in 101X. I know we've, oh, yeah. we've, we've got a lot of artists that people will recognize. Who do you think listening now would be like, oh, they played the back room? Uh, or I want to sure. know more about the back you room know, if you don't. Cruiserweight, Dynamite Boy, um, 
who else? Oh, Rubberhead. You know, Rubberhead. All, all those Rubberhead pop, like, like, like the big pop punk movement was of early 2000s. Okay, tight. Yeah. yeah, you know, all those guys. And so we they're actually all a part of the film as well. So, you know, we 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 actually talked to members or people that were part of the backroom all the way back in the 70s, all the way through its history into the heyday of the 80s and then the 90s. And then but right up until it closed in 2006. So the, the film itself, you know, covers 33 years of history in just a little under two hours. So it was a gargantuan-sized task to, to, to put all that together. Oh, yeah. the, all, the initial cut of the film was four hours long, dude. And That's nuts. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's get to the brass tacks. This stuff takes money, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, so that's yeah. what we're doing here. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so the whole point of this is that we're raising some funds to... Uh, number one, pay for the music licensing because we got lots of. I forgot about you. Got to do that. Yeah, if someone's yeah. performing. Yeah, it's so expensive so we, too. Dude, we, uh, and the thing is, we have all the copyrighted material that we have to license, like Motorhead, Dangerous Toys, all those bands, uh, Redlin Kids, Man. you know, Pariah. Uh, so we got to pay for all of that along with the post production mastering, and uh, and as on top of that, we're going to be held, holding some private screenings so that we can actually show this film to the Austin crowd and hopefully get some backers yeah, and yeah exactly and then and then but we got to pay for those screenings as well so luckily because of Clint and the rest of the guys uh their, their generosity you know uh, a portion of the proceeds from tomorrow's show is going to be going to the film kick ass and that's at the parish at the parish at eight o'clock Right? Yeah, yeah, I guess it did. I got an doors, doors are at uh, 730. Dylan Disaster plays at uh, 830, and we go on at 930. So it's going to be a so good time. Please support this. Check it out. It's a really kick-ass Austin thing. And, you know, the population's just seemingly doubled every 10 years. I'm not going to bitch about that. Instead, I'll just say, if you want to get a feel for what some old Austin was and kind of check something out cool, this might be a great opportunity. Uh, Parish, uh, you can uh, I'll tweet it out at CJ Morgan Show and uh, 101x.com, and of course, we'll give away a uh, pair of tickets coming up soon. Uh, before you go, get out of here. Thanks for coming in. Big fan. Excited to have you here. Go ahead. Yes. One last thing. Um, in just a few minutes, I'm going to st- make my way down to Pinballs on 183 and uh, Lake Creek, and we're having a meetup. So anybody who can't... Dude, that's, that's where I live now. Come, I'll, I'll, come, come on over, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm going to be there probably 6.30, and uh, people there that are with the Riddling Kids Party will get a discount on games and stuff, and uh, we're just going to hang out, because there's people that are flying in from all there's over the country. It's literally Friday right now. Show's right Saturday, now. but right, right now... This is happening right Friday. now. Yes. Uh, please go check out the, the hanging stuff. Uh, I think what y'all are doing is really cool too, man. Yeah. This is this is awesome. I love, like you said, this kind of side of Austin. That's not the like we pretend to be weird, but only only when it's you know. I'm not going to make fun of any <laughs> beloved artist here. I'm not going to get on Bob Schneider's ass. But a cool little full circle yeah, moment like that, that it was important for us to actually plug the show here at 101X is 22 years ago. I called the station, and much like how someone's going to win tickets today. Uh, I won an exclusive performance pass to the Hurry Up and Wait CD release party at none other than the Backroom that's, in 2002. That's badass. That's, that's the, the actual pass. pass. That's the actual pass that's, that you guys sent me. That's Or that I came cool. and picked up at the window. I've got one. I just told Chuck about it in the hallway. In 1998... Uh, I worked at Gumby's Pizza on Old Torf and South Congress, yeah. and I called up here, and Fletch was DJing. He's from Dallas. He was a DJ from Dallas that was working, and we bribed him with 
pizzas. We came up here and brought him pizzas, yeah. and he put us on like it or spike it against orange nine millimeter. And uh, and I, I, I like that. <laughs> See, I, it's funny. It was, I'm still doing. I do thirty seconds to know. Um, it's crazy that we still do these. Dumb radio things to play songs, but he, you, you made it on like it or spike it. Yes, we made it. And he, and he, from what I understand, he got chewed out. He was like, "I just wanted some free pizza." So that was a yeah, how, yeah. That's how we got our first gig at Emos. It's like, how do you how do you make it in the music business? Well, if you you bribe people with pizza, it will take you anywhere. Every yeah. everything is still true that was true in the past. You know, didn't bring me any pizza. What the hell? Let's do it, uh, Ridland kids. Uh, thank you very much for coming in and hanging out. Of course, reuniting uh, just for a special show tomorrow at the parish, 730. And this is for The Bloody and Bruise, the untold story of the Backroom documentary, which I think is all really rad. And, of course, we'll give you a pair of tickets to that right now for free. Uh, text me the keyword BACKROOM to 512-835-1015. I'm walking on broken Sacrificing body, mind, and spirit for the perfect D's Nuts joke. The CJ Morgan Show on 101X.